Thanks for joining us again on the Rural Wellness Podcast, a podcast to support, connect and provide education to those in rural and remote areas, to show you that you aren't alone when it comes to your health and to empower you to make a positive change in your life. Welcome to another episode of the Rural Wellness Podcast. I am very excited to have Edwina on today from Birthbeat. How are you, Edwina? Thank you very much. I'm well. That is good. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where you're based and what do you do? Yeah, sure. Um, Well, my name's Edwina. I'm a registered midwife and emergency nurse, and I'm based in rural New South Wales in a town called Tamworth. I am also a mother of two to Polly and Theo. And um, yeah, that's me, really. (laughs) Amazing. So how did Birthbeat come about and what is it all about? Okay, yes. So I I probably should have also added, I'm a business owner (laughs) and I'm a founder of Birthbeat. And I think, um, so for people that don't know what Birthbeat is, Birthbeat is an online community that delivers childbirth education and baby and child first aid courses for expecting parents all over Australia and New Zealand. And we really started very small, essentially in my living room. It was after the birth of my daughter, Polly, And I was working as a midwife at our local hospital and our private hospital closed its doors when I was about 36 weeks pregnant. And even though I was choosing to birth at the public hospital, I was just upset that, again, it felt like the choice for rural, regional and remote women was decreasing around birth and birth options. So I basically whinged about that for a while until my husband said to me, you know what, you are complaining about this a lot why don't you do something about it and it was a really good mindset shift for me and I still stand by that that was nearly nine years ago to not change I mean not complain about the situation in rural Australia but think about what the solution is I changed the narrative around woe is us or the poor (laughs) regional areas because I genuinely believe we're the lucky ones um so that started Birthbeat and we did small face-to-face classes for a couple of years and then we had people that would travel I remember when we had a couple that traveled from Cobar to Tamworth to birth their baby and that was you know to me that was just like that's such a long way that you're having to travel and it was due to the options being really limited so in the last 15 years 41 percent of maternity units in Australia have closed majority of those being in rural, regional and remote Australia. And I can't build maternity units, but I was like, I can educate and support and create a community for these expecting women and their families. And so we took Birthbeat online and that's essentially how it started. That's amazing. I think, and that's a big reason why I do what I do and my podcasts and stuff is because, you know, I, I believe that rural Australians are the lucky ones. And I believe that, We can't complain about certain things unless we're going to be proactive in making a change and if you want to change. Um, And, you know, there's so many awesome people doing awesome things in rural healthcare. Um, And that's a massive reason behind the podcast is getting those messages out because now location doesn't have to be an issue with people going online and it being much easier and more acceptable to do things online. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for all the negatives that COVID have and continue to uh, impact us with, there are positives. And some of the positives has been the innovation and the disruption in healthcare because a lot of people who said it wouldn't work or that people wouldn't engage online have essentially been forced into trialling it and thinking, actually, this is really great. I, I think it's interesting around healthcare in regional areas that we do embrace what works, but we also acknowledge that we still need to have specialists, we still need to have medical services and coverage. Not everything can be replaced with telehealth and innovation. So I'm just conscious of always advocating that we still need healthcare to be equitable and fair in regional Australia. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And I think like sometimes if people give up a little bit of hope that they can't find a practitioner that suits them, like this may be like a psychologist or something like that, then not to give up because, um, you know, they do have that ability to see someone online now um, rather than just seeing that that one person that comes to your local town. Because I've seen so many clients that, you know, haven't connected with someone um, in their local area and then they've kind of just given up hope. But, you know, there's so many reductions oh, now. Hugely. And I definitely think in that mental health space, particularly as new parents, that feeling like they're not coping or they're feeling overwhelmed. We know that that's really common. We also know that that's increasing. And that is what we're passionate about at Birthbeat as well, that if you can go into a birth situation. So I think it's really interesting. We, as adult women and adult men, we're told all through our high schooling that, you know, having sex and getting pregnant, it's really stressful. It's really painful. And we use that as a way of sex education is don't get pregnant because then you have a baby and it's really painful. And then all of a sudden you become a certain age and it's like, oh no, you can have a baby now. And you're just meant to forget all that fear that you've been told for years and years and meant to just confidently go off and birth a baby. And I see so many women coming into the birth suite petrified about birthing a baby. And it's because nobody has told them what it's gonna look, sound, feel like, how it can be less painful, how it can be more enjoyable, what's the role of the partner. Like so many partners don't know this and that's what we do at Birthbeat. We yeah. are about saying we're going to teach you what you need to know, not only for the birth of your baby, but how to feed your baby, how to safely swaddle your baby, how your baby's going to sleep and what to expect. And I just think so many areas of education are lacking in this space so and we do it in a fun enjoyable way with the lovely community yeah do you still work in the hospital as well or is birthbeat your solo thing now well I'm, I'm still a registered midwife and registered nurse so you've got certain time and um, commitments to keep that registration I never want to lose that registration so I'm still a casual employee at the hospital but honestly, the last 18 months, I've been full-time on Birthbeat just because the demand for this education has, you know, been huge. Yeah, amazing. Um, so I don't have any kids. I'm not pregnant. Um, I would love to know what, so I'm very new to all of this, but I yes. would love to know what would someone learn in your class? Yeah, and I think um, what we always talk about is the community as well. So it's not just kind of that feeling of, 
you don't just sit and watch a class. It's interactive. They get weekly Q&As. They get to meet everyone else who's expecting. And that's hugely powerful when you're becoming a new parent because it's often questions that someone else will ask, but you'll be like, hadn't even thought of that. Thanks. Good question. <laughs> and so that's really helpful. But then we have the online video content and we have prenatal yoga, guided relaxation, meditation, how to prepare yourself mentally for essentially, like I say, the, use the analogy of you preparing to run a marathon. So we've got the mind, health, body side of it. And then what to expect, how to know you like down to the practical, how to know when your waters are broken, what's it going to feel like? What do you do? When do you call the hospital? What are pain relief options and things that you can be doing at home? Like how does movement, massage, heat help? If you're going into hospital and you're preparing yourself for interventions, like an induction of labor or a C-section, what's that going to be like? Like we really get into the nitty gritty. Then after you've had your baby and you go home, how to feed your baby, sleep, settle your baby, because so much focus is put on the day of the birth and people forget you're actually going to take a newborn home. And it's like, oh, and it's like this realisation comes as you're leaving the hospital or your midwife's leaving your birth that you're like, I need to learn this. So the beauty of birth beat is it's all there and you can watch it and re-watch it as many times as you like online. Amazing. So... All your classes are offered online. Do you yep. offer any in person? Yeah, I still do in person here in Tamworth. Yep. Um, and again, that was just about maintaining a service that wasn't able, you know, there wasn't a service here filling that requirement. However, with COVID, we haven't been able to do anything online because women are particularly high risk when they're pregnant. So we're not yeah. going to be getting together in large group environments at the moment. Yep. Um, and then we've got our baby and child first aid. And Really, that grew out of, again, the community saying, okay, I've got this baby, you know, my baby went blue or I'm introducing solids and my baby choked and I didn't know what to do. And a lot of what I saw working as a nurse in the emergency department, like babies burning their hands or toddlers scalding themselves with hot water and parents just saying, I didn't know what to do. And so they're either coming into our emergency department too late or the flip side, is coming in and sitting for hours and hours in an emergency department because we don't have 24-hour GPs in rural Australia when the baby's just got a fever and they just don't know how to manage that at home or the baby's had some gastro and they don't know how to manage that at home. So we created this baby and child first aid program that, yes, teaches you the basics, but also, well, what if my baby's got a rash or a fever or has diarrhoea or gets bitten by something? So it's this full... 101 on how to look after your unwell baby yeah that's amazing i did um some study with the national pharma national center of pharma health um in agricultural um health and medicine a few years ago and the statistics around um farmers in particular waiting for too long before they mm. go to the hospital is just astonishing because they're like oh, she'll be right, oh, it's yep. a long way, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And and I, I like, I put my hand up, I'm guilty too, because I'm like, is it oh, an so am I. Is it not? <laughs> so knowing these things are so important. Yeah. And we are probably generally pretty stoic. And, you know, I, I know even for me as an emergency nurse who's also a mother, I'm very like, oh, you'll be right, you'll be right, you'll be right, <laughs> until yeah. they're not. And then they're really sick and I'm like, oh, dear. But... um. <laughs> We do, 
we do want to kind of empower parents so that they're not feeling scared as well when their kids are sick. So to really read the signs and un and recognise what does an unwell child look like? Because the biggest risk, like exactly to what you were just saying, Ben, is waiting too long. Because if children become shocked or dehydrated or unwell, they become unwell really quickly. They don't have the amount of time that adults do. And I think that's really important to note, like, you know, people live an hour, two hours, six hours from hospitals sometimes in regional areas. Um, yeah. So it's so important to have that knowledge. And a big thing that I advocate all the time is knowledge is power. So having that knowledge to be able to go to your healthcare professional and say, hey, I think something's wrong. What are your, what are your thoughts? And yeah. that, that it's like... Yeah, to feel that you've got that bit of knowledge behind you that you can ask those specific questions and not feel like you don't know what the doctor's talking about. And I'm a huge advocate for that. And knowledge is power. I love that. And we use that all the time. Because <laughs> if you want to feel powerful and empowered as you know a birthing woman, but also as a parent, you need to have knowledge. And when I say knowledge, I mean knowledge. I mean not you know, social media influencers giving their opinions because that's where I find I'm hugely challenged in this space is really looking at, okay, what's the evidence? What, you know, what, why is the reason I am doing this and, and going that bit deeper? And I'm so glad you brought that up as well is it, it is the research and it is from healthcare professionals. It's people who have invested years and years and hours and hours and hours into studying this information is where you need to be getting your healthcare advice from. And there are amazing people that can give you that advice. Um, and I often feel that those people who are in a healthcare environment, they are so caring and they're in that job because they just want to help as many people as possible. So asking questions and asking for information they want, they want to give as much as they can. So never feel um, silly for asking a question or trying absolutely. to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. And I always um, say to women because, you know, you wake up at two o'clock and you're worried or you have something in your mind, you're thinking, you know, have my waters broken or what's this feeling or should I get this checked out? Rather than Googling, call your maternity unit. So yeah. midwives are in maternity units 24 hours a day, seven days a week because babies come 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And even if you live in a town that doesn't have a maternity unit, call your closest maternity unit. There is always a midwife awake, ready to talk to you. And if you're not, you know, if you want to speak to someone else, absolutely, you can do that. Like it's finding what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure those min those midwives who are sitting on the night shift would be extremely grateful to have someone yeah. talk to them on a very quiet night and answer their questions. Well, and we don't want to think of women being at home feeling scared. Like it's, do you know what I mean? It's a rabbit hole, the internet now. And um, there's just so much fear mongering, I feel. No doctor Googling. I've seen so many naturopaths and nutritionists and things like that because obviously that's a space that I'm in. Yeah. Um, have clients, um, like, so when they start working with a client, they send out, like, a code of conduct sort of thing, like conditions <laughs> of Google. working together. Um, and some are hilarious and some are, um, like, um, no doctor Googling and, you know, those sort of things um, just because it, it can be so damaging, doctor Googling. Yeah. 
Yeah. It can, and I totally understand why people do do it. Um, but again, for pregnant women, there is a midwife there ready to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so your courses have have they boomed what, since COVID and all these lockdowns, or um, have they always been available online? And yeah, it's just been going along the same. Well, we were always available online yeah. because our real focus when we started was for rural, regional, and remote women. And then when we started selling our courses online, I found it was busy women. It was women from Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Eastern Seaboard. We had this huge uptake of I work full time. I don't want to go to the hospital and sit with a bunch of strangers over six or eight evenings or give up my weekends. And I was like, wow, I hadn't really, that wasn't who I built it for or my intention. Um, And then that area was growing significantly before COVID and now it's just exploded. Now we actually provide our classes to a lot of private maternity units across Australia as well. Amazing. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. I found the same like in my business. I was doing telehealth appointments for like the last, I don't know, four years probably. And um I think it, they've just become a lot easier and more accessible now. Um so they've definitely boomed. So yeah, I think COVID's been a blessing for some businesses for sure. Um yeah. So are the courses run live? No, so pre-recorded videos so they can watch it at their own time. They can re-watch it because I think as well, again, not everybody can do 6 p.m. or 10 a.m. And so that becomes stressful in itself. So they are all pre-recorded and then you can watch them and re-watch them. Like the prenatal yoga is fabulous. You can do that every morning. You can forget about your gym membership in pregnancy and just know that you're fully taken care of with birth beat. And what we then add on is every week we have a live. So if you can't make it, you can register your question. It's all recorded and put in the portal and you can go back and watch it. Awesome. That's so good. And how long access do they have for the course? 12 months. And again, we're really generous with that because we want them to be able to come back and look at the feeding, the sleep and the settle advice after Bud's born. Yeah. Um, and what at what stage throughout the pregnancy would you recommend women starting this course? So this is funny. I have some women who call me and say, I've just told my husband, now I'm letting you know, when can I book in? And they're like <laughs> five or six weeks pregnant. <laughs> and I'm like, that's awesome. But just wait a little while uh, because they want to get started with the yoga. They want to know about diet, nutrition. They just want to feel prepared. Yeah. So it depends on the kind of person. I then also get the women that are 39 weeks and they're like, I've done nothing. It's just dawned on me that I'm about to have a baby and I know nothing. Can you help me? And they just binge. So they just binge watch like Netflix episodes and get fully prepared within a couple of, like a couple of days. There's about 11 hours of video content all up. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, That's awesome. So yeah, anyone can, you know, join depending on where they're at, that's fine. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So, and what's covered? So there's obviously some nutrition components and yoga. And then obviously what's, can you give me a little bit more juiciness into the- Yeah, absolutely. So one of the biggest things is about how to prepare in terms of how to breathe through a contraction, how to understand what a contraction actually is. So, you know, I get into the nitty gritty of a contraction is actually your uterus, Your uterus is just a big ball of muscle. Your uterus contracts on itself, hence the word contraction. That's where it comes from. 
pushes on the baby's bottom, which pushes on the baby's head, which pushes on the cervix. And we explain all of this so you can go, oh, so now I understand what a contraction's doing. It's not something that I'm so fearful of and wanting that pain to go away. So kind of really getting into the actual nitty gritty. Then you go, okay, but if that is a bit too painful, what are my pain relief options? How are they going to affect me? How are they going to affect the baby? How long do they last? How effective are they? You know, from using the gas to using morphine through to what does having an epidural look like? And we actually go through and show you what getting an epidural looks like. What's the process that you've got to have a catheter, that you've got to have a cannula, all of these things that people, I think, don't understand. Like I had one dad who said, I thought an epidural was a tablet. I was like, no. So it's about like understanding that it's about a 45 minute procedure prior to actually having any pain relief. Because I have all these women who say, so good to see that and understand it because they've had friends that have said, oh, it's too late to get the epidural. Never too late. It's that your baby's going to arrive before you actually get that epidural because it's a 45 minute procedure. Yeah. Yeah. And so just really getting that understanding. We actually then have full videos of seeing curated births you know so you're not sort of going onto youtube or google and again it being this shocking experience as opposed to an empowering experience and then we follow some birth beat parents through a c-section so we actually filmed we had i think it was five cameras in the theater and we followed them through getting the epidural having the c-section going into recovery back to the ward wow yeah it was super cool that <laughs> um amazing everything's covered I can I can see and I think it's it's you're giving people the information or the correct information and that knowledge so that they can make an informed decision in how they want their birth to be or if something goes wrong throughout their birth they know what their options are yeah that's it it's about what to expect that's you know and that's the huge thing and it removes the fear and that's you know we want it to be an enjoyable experience that's what this is all about Yes, cool. So we touched on um, the baby first aid, but I'm intrigued to know a little bit more about like who should do it. Should like obviously parents, but should everyone be doing like baby first aid if there's babies around? Yeah, we say say parents and carers. So we do lots of aunts and uncles and grandparents as well. Um, because again, if that child's in your care and stops breathing, you need to know what to do and you need to know what to do quickly. So like that sounds pretty blunt, but it's like, I can't get more direct in saying, would you take three hours to learn what to do if your baby stops breathing? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And like how often should you is baby first aid something that you like do on a regular basis like normal first aid or is it something that you know you it's a one-off no so that's again that's why we do the video content and have it accessible to them for 12 months because when your baby's first born you want to know what to do with a newborn then when you start introducing solids probably want to know what to do if they choke yeah um when they start swimming lessons you want to know what to do if they drown so it's about going through the stages of that child's life and doing the classes that are appropriate. So we've got you covered from zero to eight. Amazing. So it's, it's not like your, you know, two-day first aid course at all that you go in, you know, do in one sort of situation. No, and we intentionally made it a non-accredited course yeah, because, okay. we, you know, 
like I'm a mum. I don't have two days every year to go and refresh my first aid skills for my kids. Whereas this is three hours. We teach what you need to know. You're not assessed. There's no tests. That's, you know, if, if someone says to me, you're being tested, I just instantly stop learning. <laughs> I'm like, ah, and I get scared. <laughs> so we just make it really practical. And the way that I teach is sharing stories of patients and families that I've cared for or previous first aid stories because that's the way that you know as adults we learn best is if we're hearing real life stories and scenarios. I couldn't agree more I've only just been talking about this with a couple of people in the last um, few days about how powerful it is to share a story and how many um, people lives you can change or influence from sharing a, a story and I think it comes back to you know Brene Brown with vulnerability and um, you know those sort of things but sharing those stories makes people listen and you know really open up to be like wow this is actually really important and I need to do something about it so yeah I love yeah, that 100% um, so what is one piece of advice? You may have more, you can decide <laughs> that we could share with new mums. I, I know you've probably got so many, but I've got so many pregnant clients at the moment. And um, I think this episode is going to be so valuable for them and your resources. But what's one bit of advice or a couple of key bits of advice that you think all new mums should know? Do you know what? My advice always comes, like it's always around this first word and it's kindness. So whether the people listening are pregnant themselves or they know someone who's pregnant, it's about showering that mother in kindness. So really taking some time to hear her and listen to how she's feeling. It's not always about offering solutions, particularly to new mums. It can just be listening and hearing, yep, breastfeeding's tough or the lack of sleep is hard. And so just showering that new mum, I think we put so much focus on the new baby. And I, and I always say about like everybody wants to hold a new baby, but who's holding the mother? Yeah. So really looking at how you can, as a friend, as a colleague, just be kind and no judgment. Then to the mother, it's kindness to yourself where I see so many women in our community is reaching out to me when they have done absolutely everything, caring for the family, caring for the newborn, doing their birth classes, you know, ticking all the boxes and ticking off that list, but not practicing any kindness to themselves. So I always say like, you're the mothership. You need to be okay so that everyone else can be okay. And that's actually investing a bit of time and kindness and care to yourself. That is great advice. And I, I love the part that you, you know, yes, there's going to be stressful times and, you know, but just being kind and acknowledging how they're feeling rather than always trying to provide a solution, I think is most, the most amazing thing that we can do. Yeah, I agree. And especially in this space, like yeah. it's, the world feels pretty heavy at the moment. So yeah, we really need to be nurturing our new mums. I couldn't agree more. So where can people find you if they are interested in doing one of your courses or, you know, in the future doing one of your courses, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. And even just reaching out to ask a question. I answer so many DMs on my Instagram or Facebook. They're not all members. Do you know what I mean? I'm happy to share my knowledge. I love teaching women. Like I'm really happy to do it. I've actually got a bunch of free resources 
on our website as well. Even if you're not looking for a full course, you might yeah. just want to come and you know, have a pick at the free resources. That's cool. And that um, was so they my can point. Us- that was my point <laughs> earlier when I was like, you know, just asking health professionals because they are often so giving of their time and knowledge. They don't mind uh, you answering a question. I have no. so many people in my DMs as well who are like, oh, thank you so much for your time. I'm sorry to bother you. Like all of these things. It's like, it's not a worry. This is what I'm here for. This is what I love yeah. doing. <laughs> that's, that's I'm kind of like that as well. Somebody says it's your job. And I was like, I don't even think of it like my job. It's, no. I love serving women. Yeah. Um, so they can find us at birthbeat.com. That's where they can grab all those free resources. Uh, we're very active on Instagram and Facebook, all just with the handle birthbeat amazing thank you so much for giving up so much of your time today um i've really loved learning more about this so that i can share some knowledge and resources for my um clients but also the wider community um and also you know maybe one day when i am pregnant and have a baby that i can um you you know know where to come (laughs) yeah dig into more um information with you and your amazing team sounds great Wow, what another great episode. I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I know there's so many amazing pregnant mamas out there who are going to benefit from this episode so much. As well, Edwina has actually given us a discount code for her classes. So for both her programs, she has given us a $50 off code. You can check out with RN50 or click the links in the show notes and you will automatically get the $50 off. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to joining you in the next episode.